Hello and welcome back to another Lost Kings podcast episode with your man, Brother Dave. Listen, we are steadily moving toward 800 played thanks to you, the listeners and supporters. Can't thank you enough and we greatly appreciate it. So we got a lot to cover today. So we're going to get started and it's going to start with a brief prayer and then we're going to move forward. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and our daily provisions. And lead us not into temptations, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom the glory forever and ever bless your holy name amen yeah okay i want to start with a testimony here something happened on the on the way back from picking up our daughter our youngest daughter from college and um if any of you know i know many of you do but those of you that don't She's attending um, IUP, which is Indiana University of Pennsylvania. And it's out in Indiana, Pennsylvania. It's about four hours from where we stay in the Poconos. And um, this was during the Mother's Day weekend. It was Friday, matter of fact. It was the Friday before the Mother's Day weekend. And if you look in the records, you will see that in that area or in, in the area of Pennsylvania, and also the East Coast, because I believe New York also was uh, doused with rain, like an unbelievable amount. As a matter of fact, I'm sure there was uh, different records of the amount of rain that for that particular season of that time. And um, you know, it was it's it's odd because just maybe a week or maybe two weeks before, I was watching late night. I, th- I think the show was. Um, can you survive? Would you survive? Something like that. So, something along those lines of surviving. And, you know, what they do is they show you different uh, scenarios of things that could happen. And what should you do? Like, I've watched it before. You know, I, I live out here. So, you know, what do you do when a bear, when you come up on a bear? You know, and it tells you these different things and asks you questions and, and give you uh, multiple choice, and then they tell you which one is right and the reason why, and so on and so on. But um, this episode that I watch, and I don't watch it all the time. It's like every now and then I'll see it on, and I'll click on it and watch episode. Now, this one that I watched was about how do you get out of your car if your car goes into a river or to a lake or something. And, you know, I'm looking at, I was watching, I watched everything. I, you know, it's better to open your door, you know, while you're getting ready to go into the water. is try to open your door as fast as you can. You think the water's going to rush in, but it's easier for you to get out and so on. And, and they're talking about all these different types of things. And they're showing different scenarios of actual footages of people that um, ended up in the river. And you, you've seen them. I mean, you've seen rain, rain videos, flood videos. And you say pe- people on top of their car are trying to... You know, stop watching it. And I remember praying 
I said, Lord, I said, I hope I never, ever have to be experienced with anything like that. And in my mind, I was thinking I was never going to be experiencing anything like that. Little did I know, here we are, already got, it's raining and everything. I mean, it was a constant rain throughout the whole day, the whole weekend. It just rained and hard and steady. (laughs) And uh, I guess there was a, well, let me just rewind a little bit. What I did was we packed all her stuff because we put her stuff in storage because she has one more year to go, praise God. We put all her stuff in the storage or we packed up everything. I brought everything downstairs, put it in the van, went to, to the storage. I think, it did. I think I was able to do it in one trip. I think it was two. But anyway, so it's a lot of moving, a lot of working, a lot of rain and a lot of... You know, getting wet, even though my raincoat, I thought it was good, and it wasn't because the rain still went through it after a while. It got so wet. But just a regular, you know, just something I have to deal with because this is what you do. Your daughter's in college, and we have to move forward. So this is what we're doing, okay? So I said, let me take a quick rest. I had to I dried my shirt, my jacket, because I got so wet. So I went to her little laundry room they have across the hall, dried up my stuff real good, and then I was, you know, we ate a little something. I said, you know what? Let me take a rest. Because usually I don't like to ride, drive like constantly without taking a rest more than seven or eight hours. I mean, a long time ago, I could drive from from New York to Florida, no problem, straight. But <laughs> time has changed. So I like to get a little rest in. So we had everything, make sure we had everything out, everything was good. So the next thing, all I could do is take a little rest, pop up and say, okay, let's go. Then we head out. I laid down and I knew that I, if I stayed there for a longer time, I was going to be asleep for at least two to three hours. And that's not what I wanted to do because I wanted to leave while we still had daylight. That was my, you know, my idea, you know, especially with the weather the way it was. So here I am, going to the bedroom, get laid up on her bed, and the little puppy outdoors right there with me, and I laid down, and I tell you, it was no longer than 10 minutes, and <laughs> this, this soft voice just said, get up now and go. Not no, so dramatic, but I, I listened, I got up, I sat up. I was like, okay, let's get out of here. I was like, come on, y'all ready? Everybody's ready? Okay, let's go. Let's go. Get in the van, and we're going. Now, the GPS, we always use the GPS. I mean, I'll tell y'all. My father used to tell me, get lost so you can know different ways. That was fine. But that was before GPS. Okay, but we still would adopt that, my brother and I. You know, we, we understood what dad was saying. You know, you drive, sometimes you get lost, you find another route, you go. But the GPS, if it's it's supposed to foresee accidents that you don't see. Now, I know, you know, you're probably thinking I'm going to try to uh, speak like how some ministers speak on that. Like, uh, um, depending on God, is like a GPS and, and so on. That's not the route I'm taking. We're talking about the GPS, the actual <laughs> GPS. I'm not going to uh, try to mix the two and say it was like GPS and God. No, that's not what I'm doing. We're talking about the GPS on our phones in the car, heading back home. 
it was taking us a different way. And I said, this is not the right way. We're going a totally different way. My daughter checks her, her phone, her GPS. My wife checks hers. I'm driving, so I'm not even looking at mine, or except for what I see, because mine's is the main one. And I didn't see any accidents, but my daughter seen that there must have been a big accident, and that's why it's taking us a different route. It's like, okay, so we're going to stay on that route. So nothing wrong with the route, okay? But meanwhile, into the route, um, some of the cars behind me, or the car that was behind was getting... Aggressive. I guess I wasn't driving fast enough for him, but reminding you that it was pouring down, raining. Okay, and um, I'm a safer driver. And at one point, there was a, a flood in the in the street, and I had to go around it. And the guy behind me didn't see it, so I kind of went around it, and he splashed through it, and he st- then he slowed up. He wasn't on my tail anymore. But the GPS says, my GPS says. I found a faster route, and it's 20 minutes, I think like 17 minutes faster, and I was like, I don't know, I think we should stick on this road, because it seems like it's a regular steady road, and my wife and my daughter say, no, let's, let's, let's take the faster way, I'm like, okay, so we click on the faster way, this is where it, everything changes, and funny enough that when I turned to make the right, the car that was behind me was blowing his horn at me, and I was thinking he was, um, that he probably was cursing me out or something, I wasn't driving fast enough, you know, his road rage is serious, so, I, you know, I just toot my horn back at him, but hindsight, he might have been telling us, don't go that way, dummy, <laughs> and we went anyway, so we followed this route, and let me tell you something, it started getting more sketchy and more sketchy and more sketchy and to the point that where I was like I don't even think I can really turn around anymore so they're saying well let's just keep going I mean the GPS is saying we're on the right track and let's go this way two more miles two and a half miles then we get to another point it says three miles and remember it's still pouring down raining and where we end up there was no more like uh paved road it was dirt and gravel and in tons of water and portions of the road was at certain times were washed away like a trail was going through the road and water was building up but we was able to get past it now again in my mind i'm thinking i just seen this stuff on this uh, episode that what happens if this happens and now i'm looking on the sides you see the river over there because you look at the gps and the gps is saying go straight and when you know how the gps you see it's green so whatever it was all blue like it was going through a river and i was like oh no this does not look good and it was very scary and it was trying and my wife has very high anxiety with um driving period and being in uh, precarious situations like that and it was it was funny but it was very serious and my daughter also she said I'm just trying to just she was put her music on her headphones and she was trying not to even worry about it matter of fact you know I know there might have been a uh what do you call one of those um, anxiety pills somewhere in the corner I was like I think I'm about ready to take somebody's anxiety pill it was so funny, but at the same time, you know, we stayed prayerful, and and what 
if I could, it's so hard for me to express to you how serious this looked. Okay, because a matter of fact, once we was crossing that part where it said it was all water, I looked all the way through, to the right. You could see through the woods because it was woods. You could see the river, and to the right, you seen another river. So it was, it was true. We was going through the river, but we was at the higher point. But you seen these the water running over the the roads and stuff, and you didn't know how far where how bad it was gonna be the next 200 feet or the next mile or whatever. And then through the woods, I seen a bridge, and it was a it, it looked like it was a sturdy bridge, and I could tell the water did not go over the bridge yet, but it was close. And my wife started worrying, and I said, no, I said, we're going to make this. We're going to go over this bridge, because we couldn't really turn around. We wasn't at a spot where we could just say, let's just turn around, because where we turned around from could have been worse. Who knows? Because, I mean, the water was coming over the, the, the streets. So who knows that if we turned around, if it would have been better. So we continued to go on. We went over the bridge. The water wasn't going over the bridge, so we got over that bridge. And uh, about another mile of some more, we got out. Let me tell you something. If you ever experienced anything like that, when you get back on paved road, you start thinking your heavenly father that you are back on like, it's almost like saying dry ground, like people that fly that are afraid and then they finally hit the ground, you see them get out and kiss the ground. That's the way I felt. So happy. I didn't care if it was pouring down rain from, as it continued from then to we always got home to another five hours or so till we got home. I didn't care. I was happy to be on hard ground and not know uh, roads that where the river could have came over it. And, oh my God. So <laughs> I'm just so grateful that God had brought us through that. And it was definitely, definitely a challenging day. And we, we all, all three of us gave God high praise for how he protected us. And what I thought about after it, after we laughed and everything, and after I got home, I was like, what if I stayed asleep? And I didn't listen to that voice that God said, get up and go now. What if what if I would have left an hour and a half later and the GPS still took us that way and it would have been dark and we would have went through there? Whatever my last episode was, that might have been the last words you ever heard from me. So God has also expressed to my heart that how important the messages that he brings to me that I will continue to bring forth and I'm going to continue to do what I have to do and I didn't think I was going to be talking about political stuff and I didn't think I was going to be talking about um, too much of current events and you know but I was wrong because that's what we're going to be talking about today okay so we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about some current events events section of this episode. Now, there's so much going on that there's no way that I can talk about everything. So, I believe it's best for me to just pick three different topics that I would like to speak on and, and say my heart and how I feel about uh, these three topics. So, how I'm going to put the scripture into this is that the first topic that we're going to be speaking about 
babies of the world, the children, the little ones, the ones that are suffering in such a way that we don't see. When we see, we turn our backs. So, let's go to the scripture. We are coming from Luke. Oh, excuse me. No, not Luke. We're coming from Matthew chapter 18. And I'm going to let the scriptures read to you from uh, verse 1 to 6. And here we go. Chapter 18. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, So who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a small child and had him stand among them. Truly, I tell you, he said, Unless you turn and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child, this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one child like this in my name welcomes me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to fall away, it would be better for him if a heavy millstone were hung around his neck That's deep, okay? So we're talking about the children and how we're going to tie the children into our current events section. One, have you heard about the shortages of the formula for the infants, newborns, and those that need specific types of formula that is normally approved by the ADA? If you have not seen it, we're talking the shelves for this product is bare. I mean, nothing. You know, remember remember when COVID first started and then everybody was going and, and buying all of the toilet paper and, and everything like that? It's similar to that, but it's worse. Everything else is stocked. Toilet paper, um, um, the wipes, the sprays, the bleach, the hand clean sanitizers, all that stuff is stocked. Food, everything for us, but for the babies, the formula is not there. I'm talking about shelves are bare without formula. So do you understand that just this little moment of what we're going to be talking about this, how many babies are not being able to be fed? I mean, this is a big thing, and it's not really out there like as if it's as big as I, I believe it to be. You know, because we're talking about the children. Okay, now, we know we're talking about the children. we got a couple more things to talk about about the children. Because of this formula not being available, this is the political part. The Democrats are, are trying to put together a bill so that the food can be back on the shelves as soon as possible. But they can't just do it. They have to go to a vote. You know, everything goes to a vote. You got about 200 um, Republicans and you have about, I think, maybe 205 or 203 or two uh, Democrats. So when they take a vote, you, you would think, I mean, you would think that the vote would be unanimous 
to get this food on the shelves. But do you know that only, I think, seven or eight Republicans voted for that bill to pass? 192 did not sign on to help the babies. What is going on with that? Okay. I, I did an episode on on uh, one of our earlier episodes speaking about uh, political and how I felt about the former president at the time and, and about uh, I had an episode I spoke about the, the Black Lives Matter and how people say all lives matter and I believe all lives matter but we're going to go into the second segment of this current events. Well, you know what? Before before I do that, I'm gonna go. To, I almost went out of order. What I wanted to go to next was to talk about the the insurrection, because I had the episode on January 6, 2020. I still have it in archives, so if you haven't heard it, you can listen to it. And it was during the insurrection that I recorded. I went on live and I recorded, and my emotions were high because of what I was seeing. And I couldn't understand how that this was happening, but the way things were before, I should have known. So the thing about the insurrection that that happened, they have a committee now, and there's a couple of Republicans on there, they're mostly Democrats, and they're trying to get down to the bottom of the fact of what happened, and um, was it... Did, did anyone, did people break the law? And the answer is yes, because many people are already in prison now. Uh, many people uh, are being called to testify, and of course, they're, they're saying they don't want to testify. They're pleading the fifth. But, I mean, if you if you thought you what you did was right, then why not speak about it? So, you know, things are really nasty, and, and as far as political, it's getting bad. It's getting so bad right now, and, and I'll tell you what. I've said earlier, I believe that all what's going on with, with the way the political is and, and the, all the, just the nonsense that's going on, but the last part that I want to speak about our current events is the hate, the, the hatred, the, the racial uh, tension that is so high because if you haven't heard, I mean, must have been on the rock. If you haven't heard about the the 18-year-old Caucasian boy that traveled hours to go to Buffalo, New York, and and literally hunt black people in a, a so mainly black area. He was he had on his body armor. He had a that high-powered rifle and. And just started picking out black people, not even caring, just as long as they was black. Eighty some years old, sixty some years old, fifty. He didn't care. He just as long as they were black, he was killing them. I mean, this kind of nonsense—it's really got to stop. But I honestly don't believe that it's just gonna stop because this is something that has been going on for even before Donald Trump. A lot of people say, "Oh, it started Donald Trump." It was before that. But what Donald Trump was able to do was to light that fire under those people that believe that that they are superior to everybody else because they are uh, white, that they are better than everybody else, and that they have the right to uh, slaughter anybody else, whether it's Asians, 
uh, blacks, Jews, it doesn't make a difference. If you're not uh, what they call, they think they're pure, white, and, and, and because they're white and the hatred that tied together, it, it, it's, it's going to continue. And at some time, at some point, it's going to be worse. Because, okay, let's look at what happened to George Floyd. That hatred. You know, there's a hatred that's out there. And, you know, you can think that it's, it's, that there's no such thing as the spirit. And you think this is just people just acting like this. But let me tell you something. This is demonic, hateful, demon spirit that is feeding on the hatred that has been around for, for so long. Now, if you haven't listened to my episode of the Black History Month, I might not advise you to take a listen. I mean, I can see how many people listen. I can't see who exactly listens. But let me tell you, the numbers are a little low on that episode. But it's not because that the content is not good. It's just that you have not listened to it yet. So I encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other episodes. Because again, I can see now we're, we're over, well over 700 played. But I can see each episode, how many uh, were played. So I'm telling you, as you listen to this episode, go back. After this, during the week, next weekend, whatever, whenever you get a chance, go back, listen to some of the, the other episodes because there are some content in there that is going to show you that we've been seeing this type of stuff growing to this point. Okay. That is my segment on current events. Okay, it was, uh, spoke about three pretty much basic things. And, um, you know, we're going to leave that alone at this point. But I do advise all those who think that voting doesn't make sense or democracy is over already, so why be a part of any, uh, looking into any policies or who's talking about what or I think it's time for us to really get more serious about this and look at what's going on because um, it's not getting better. You know, I mean, I don't understand the gas. I don't understand what's going on, why the gas is still so high. You know, some people were talking about, oh, it's, it's the the, pre- the current president now. He messing it all up. You know, I'm a firm believer that a lot of things was being messed up before this. And, um, it is important for us to look into these things and take some action. Because if we just put our head in the sand like an ostrich and act like uh, everything's okay because everything's okay in our little world, you know, I mean, it's terrible. Look at Ukraine. And, and Ukraine is not something that's just about Ukraine, but it's something that happens to be about democracy. You know, I spoke about this in early episodes about democracy. Our democracy is is being attacked. So, to act like as if it doesn't make a difference to us or who cares, you know, about this or that or it's always going to be like this or this. If you don't 
at least look at what's really going on not just looking at one thing not just the gas prices but i'm talking about look at look at the big picture look at what's going on democracy is being threatened you know you have to look at what is really going on and look at democracy do we want democracy democracy to be ended do we want it to be where it's almost going to be like a monarchy? Is that something that we want? I mean, America is not perfect. I, I get that. But have you ever heard of anybody saying they're looking for the China dream, the big China dream, or the big Russian dream, or the big Korean dream, or anything? The big, Even the big UK dream? No. You only hear people say, I'm looking for the big American dream. And the American dream has is, is going to be a constant. It's always going to go forward. So even what I'm doing here, this is the American dream. I didn't think I was going to be doing anything like this, talking to people. And these are just thoughts I had to myself. I didn't think I was going to be recording how I feel and expressing it to you. Well, okay. There you have it. There's a rant on the current events. And I don't know how often we're going to do current events or how deep we're going to get into current events, events. but uh, I do see that it's important that we do discuss some more things about current events. Who knows? I might even talk about those same particular subjects the next time, but go into more details of, of things that I think that uh, we as people should hear and know more about. So thanks for that. Thanks for being a part of that segment. And we will take another short break. But when we come back, I will be talking about the Mother's Day message that I was supposed to speak at, at uh, uh, Extravaganza, pre-Mother's Day Extravaganza with Renee Coley and her people. So we're going to go into that after this very brief message. Here we go. This segment, we're talking about Mother's Day. Mother's Day is tough for a lot of people. You know, I'm, my mom now has been uh, moved on to glory. It's at least 28, maybe 29 years now. And still, Mother's Day is very tough for me. You know, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's sad. I don't know. It's just, it's just a, you know, but then I always end up with remembering I know where she's at. But it doesn't take away, you know, when someone says, oh, your mother's in heaven and, you know, she's she's not suffering. I, I know that and I get that. However, I miss my mom. I miss her touch. I, I miss her warm hug and kiss. So when Mother's Day comes around, everyone, you hear, happy Mother's Day. And you see this Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day. You know, for a person whose mom is not there, it's tough. So what I did this um, this Mother's Day, I mean, we, you know, we celebrate my mother, my wife, because she is uh, a spectacular mother, and she has um, 
done such a wonderful job with uh, raising our children. And, you know, but I, I try not to let my sadness or being down interfere with, with her day because she's still here. So I hope and I pray that everyone was able to embrace the day and the memories thereof. So here's my happy Mother's Day to everyone. And today's uh, message that I'm going to put, because like I said, I was supposed to speak at the uh, at the pre-Mother's Day event in, in New Jersey, which was canceled due to COVID. So coming off of my current events, COVID is on the rise. So beware. And I'm not just saying it like as if I don't believe it. I know it for a fact. One of my, one of my dear friends and brothers and sisters in Christ, who we love dearly and are definitely definite listeners and also financial supporters to this podcast, uh, we was able to visit with one. He came and uh, had to do some work, and we had a wonderful time. We went to the movies, went to the baseball game, went to dinner. We had a wonderful week. So happy to see him. And now, you know, we, we're all vaccinated and we all wear our masks and everything. And, um, but on his way back at the airport, he contracted the COVID virus. And his dear wife got it. His uh, daughter got it. And the wife's mother got it. And it was serious. A serious sickness temperatures of 103, shivering, uh, vomiting, loss of appetite, but through prayer and belief in the power of God, they was able to come through it victoriously, and we are so happy that 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 happened, that God was able to protect them and bring them through this nasty uh, pandemic. So if you think, as you're listening to this, that this is not real, I promise you this. So at least... If you're out in public and you're with people, wear a mask. Come on, wear a mask. If you're not vaccinated, if you can't get vaccinated, I understand that. But if you can, get vaccinated. You know, it, it'll help you, it'll help your family, you know, help everyone else. Okay. Today's text of this message is coming from Luke. It's Luke chapter 15. And I'm going to be reading the word is going to read to you from 11 to 32. Now, most of you know this scripture because this is about the prodigal son. Okay. But the title of this message is A Prayerful Parent. My aim is to connect the idea of the parents in this parable. God as God and the parents are the same because understand a parable is a story that where when the way uh, Jesus would teach he would teach in parables because he knew that our minds would not understand what he would want to say if he just said it out if he just blurted it out we wouldn't be able to uh, con- conceive what he's saying so he taught in parables he's taught in stories and that's what I love and that's how uh, it was brought to me to do this podcast was that about the stories, to tell stories and then let God lead uh, my thoughts in, in 
to help someone else to compare like my life or my stories I went through that maybe someone else went through something similar or therefore. So here we go. We're gonna we're gonna start at verse 11. We're gonna go around to 32. Just listen to it, and then we're gonna um, speak about it briefly. He also said, "A man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father." I just wanted to stop there because a lot of times people don't mention this. When the son asked for his share of of the money, it didn't just say the father gave it to him. He gave it to both of the sons. Okay, I just wanted to just point that out. Okay, I just wanted to just break into that for a second because I just want to point out the fact of this is how I want to uh, show you that this was just a story. This was the parable. And, and, and you see how the son referred to the father and, and this is the way we're looking at this as our father. Okay? See, at that point, Jesus couldn't just say that I'm, I'm the father, I'm the one. He, he said it at different times, but at this point, he was just trying to um, explain the parable of the one that leaves and how the love and the forgiveness father, the forgiving father, will receive him back. Okay, here we go. Let's keep going. How he said, uh, how he sinned in your sight. I just want you to see, he. This is this is the connection. It, it wasn't just so much as the father, like the son's actual father. We're talking about our heavenly father. There's a connection there. Okay, a lot of times people don't really get that, but the forgiveness is the forgiveness that our father has toward us. Okay, here we go. Let's finish this up.
a chapter 16. That's awesome. Okay, this there's several things that I, I wanted to go into, but I don't want to, uh, we're not going to stay too long on this, but I just got to point out a couple of things. The brother had money. It wasn't like he didn't have money. Okay, l- l- let me connect this here. Let me connect this in a little different way before I go there. If you can see in this parable that Jesus was trying to show us in this parable that he was speaking about himself as the Father in heaven and how his forgiveness is is for us all. Okay, the the other son had money. He could have had as many fattened calves as he wanted to. He could have threw a party if he wanted to. Now, let's just rewind just a little bit as far as the family. Now, I've seen something a little different in this, and I know a lot of people aren't seeing this, but what I see is this. There was a, this family was a praying family because they were a God-fearing family because as when Jesus was explaining the father and the love that he had and, 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 and all of the goodness the way he was and even to the fact of when, when the son wanted his inheritance the father gave it to him just like how God does to us he gives us all that we need he forgives us he loves us so there's a connection there And the connection in my mind, in my eyes that I see, that the the family that he was trying to show us, being that it was him, but now let's take this into a more earthly thing. What family did this man have? He had two sons. Is it at all possible to think that he had a wife? And is 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 it not possible to think that they were a praying family? And and can you imagine that if there was a wife, there was a mother that was there, that how praying, what kind of a praying mother that would have been, or even as the father, because he had so much love that that the wife and the, 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 the husband did not come together in prayer for their son that was out there. You know, I, I, I have a very, very deep connection to this because... You know, I spoke about this before, but our oldest daughter, she had left us for a period of like four years, almost five years, because she wanted to go out there and do what she wanted to do without any connection with us. Just like the prodigal son, the way he did. He left. It didn't mean that he didn't love his parents, but he just wanted to go and do it his own way. But because of the love of the father, even to say deeper like my wife said the love of the parents and the prayer that must have went forth during that time in this story that's why it was so much uh, jubilation when they seen him come home and and, and the story like I said points to the fact of how the other son was bitter but really he had his inheritance too he probably just didn't spend it. He probably just kept on working and kept on being what he felt was a good son, which he probably was. Then nobody kicked him out. He, there was nothing in the story that said he left. But it did say that he had an inheritance. 
and he could have did whatever he wanted. But just because he's seen this, the brother come back and all his love was towards the brother, there was three other parables in that chapter. There was one parable that spoke about the lost sheep. If there was one, would you not, the shepherd, if he lost one sheep, what he does, he goes to find it. He leaves the other ones, put them in a cage, and, and leaves them and goes retrieves the, the one that was lost. The other parable was the parable of the lost coin. This is a, of a lady that probably didn't have much money at all. And she lost her coin. And the coin meant food, meant bread, meant, meant something. And she lost it, but she found it. And she celebrated because when she found it. So this, this chapter, chapter 15, speaks about the three parables of forgiveness, of finding, of knowing that we can go back to where we first had that love, where we first uh, given our life to Christ. And if you haven't done that ever, then this is a good time for you to think about it. All right? He, he, this is not just about the words. This is about what Jesus did. He lived, he died, and he rose from the dead. And he did that so that we can come back to him at any time. And so for the Mother's Day message that I was going to say, putting that out, is that thank you, mothers and fathers, for praying for us. So that when we go our own separate ways and we, you know, our children go and do different things, that we will continue to pray for them. That they will come back home safely and give their lives back to the Father so they can have a stronger life and have that path to righteousness. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. That is the end of this episode, Current Events and a Mother's Day Message. Your man, Brother Dave. Thanks again. God bless you all. And uh, please listen to some of the other episodes. Uh, you know, reach out to me on my email. It's thelkp at gmail.com. That's the lkp at gmail.com. God bless you all. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful